Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox titled, Suffering is Not Your Birthright even if your parents made you feel like it is. It's a long title, but I had to put it out there like that so you guys can know exactly what this episode is about. I really want to discuss why suffering is not yours. It's not your birthright because I've had so many conversations with people who truly believe that this is what it's supposed to be. But before we get into the main topic, let's discuss what's going on in my world, the song of the week, and finally, the main topic. So what's going on in my world? Um, This week has been filled with hella anxiety. I have this weird anxiety that is literally only triggered when I have to do small things. So things like going to the post office, renewing my passport, or returning packages, they stress me the fuck out. They really do. They stress me out to no end. And I really hate doing minor tasks. And I, I honestly see why people have personal assistance to do these things because these little things, they accumulate and they take so much of your time. And not only that, it brings me so much anxiety. So I'm one of those people, as you all know, that I just like to figure out a solution to my problems. If I have a problem, I am going to find a solution through hell or high water. So I'm learning how to manage my anxiety and not rely on things like drinking or taking one day out of the week, out of the weekend to completely disconnect. Though I know that's a good strategy. I feel like the the intention behind it is not necessarily good for me. And I'm learning how to manage my stress. And one thing that I've taken up now is going to the sauna. I love going to the sauna every other day. I like massages. I like stretching. Stretching every day, actually also walking. I do not know why these things relax me the way that they do, but they do. They help me stay centered, stay grounded, And when I say grounded, um, when I first heard what like grounded, I just thought like my feet was on the ground. I didn't really understand what it meant. But now I understand that grounded, being grounded is just staying in this moment. And I have a hard time doing that. I am in the moment, but I am thinking about a thousand other things. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do next. And it stops me from appreciating where I'm at. And it also creates a lot of anxiety because I'm always thinking about what I need to do next. So I have also been exposed to a new thing that I did not really know about. And I'm learning about green noise. Um, Green noise is a sound that is supposed to mock or mimic the frequency spectrum of ambiance. Like when you're in nature 
And that sound that you hear in nature, that nothingness, but it's kind of relaxing. That's what green noise is supposed to mimic. And this noise, for some reason, it puts me at ease. It feels like when I'm, when it's an empty city and you're kind of walking around and you're just enjoying yourself, you don't feel like you're rushed. It feels like when I hike in the morning, it's something that is very satisfying about this type of sound. And I'm using it to help me with my anxiety. And like for me, I am used to fatalistic thinking. And that means that I'm always preparing for the worst or for preparing for things to go wrong. And this sort of thinking is very much reflected in my anxiety. And I know that I have to change it. And using this tool kind of helps me with that. I'm not sure exactly why. I haven't really found the reason why. But I do know that this sound is very relaxing to me. It helps me stay present. And I'm going to continue using this while working, while in high tense situations to kind of help me deal with my anxiety in a very healthy and productive way. So you guys wish me luck. I hope that if you have not heard about green noise, you go on YouTube, go on Spotify, write, type out green noise and you listen to it. And if it does something to you, it helps you. That is always a plus in my book. I always love giving you guys tools or insights that are going to help you in the long run. So song of the week. Song of the week is Kalila, my girl. I love her. I love her. Kalila, happy ending. This song just feels like me. It is me. It is me. It is me. I love the way it feels. I love the way it makes me feel. I love the video treatment, which is really great. It's just a whole bunch of black bodies queer, straight, enjoying drum and bass. And those type of parties, I've been to those type of parties before. I've been around people like that before. And it makes me love my life even more. When I'm done dancing on that dance floor and I'm done um, enjoying myself and sweating all everything off of me, I just feel like, thank you, God, for life. And I feel like this song and the video treatment gives me that, gives me that feeling, that essence that I feel when I'm living my life. So check it out. Enjoy yourself. Um, If you don't like it, that's fine. But if you do like it, you know, play in rotation so that Kalila can get her coins and that we can support a good, innovative, interesting artist. So on to the main topic, suffering is not your birthright. It's not your birthright. So the reason why I want to bring this topic up is because the other day I was talking about parenting on Twitter and I stated quite bluntly that we give parents way too much grace and for some reason, like, like the statement that I had, I said that, you know, we, we often say things like they did the best they could and they did what they could with the resources that they had and the, the error that they weren't in. 
I simply said that that isn't a good enough solution. Because it's not. It's not a bomb. It's not a solution. It doesn't make the children of those affected by their parents feel better from the pain that they cause. And I reiterated that the best this they did the best they could. Many of them did not attempt to. They did not attempt to do the best they could. They didn't try nor are they attempting to seek resources out now that would help them improve their parenting or help them achieve whatever this best they could thing is. And this simple tweet, when I tell you guys this wreaked havoc, like so many people were upset at me. They were telling me their life stories. They were preaching against reading parenting books And it just, I wasn't like upset about the responses. It just really highlighted a couple of things for me. And the first of that was how we are generally okay with people never preparing for children. Like that, that's the, the amount of pushback I got for asking people to prepare for their children was insane. There are so many people out there who have children and swing it, who have children and say, I don't have time to read a book about child rearing. There's so many people who have children and don't know about the different parenting styles They don't know about the developmental stages. They do not know how to handle their emotional outbursts when their children children are tiring them or frustrating them to their last end. They generally do not care to prepare. And they generally believe that, that you can swing it with a new human being on this earth. That was the first thing that 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 tweet made me realize. The second thing that it made me realize is that these parents aren't improving. They're not doing the best they can. They don't do their best to make amends with their children after they express how difficult their childhood was. They aren't growing and accepting accountability when their adult children point out how bad their childhood was. They are only wreaking havoc in their children's life. And the best that these children can do is accept that they suffer tremendously and forgive to to some people forgive so that they can just let the anger and hatred go. Some people try to hold their parents accountable and put their feet to the fire. Some people resent their parents or some people just completely separate from their parents because their parents are generally not trying to approve or do the best they can for their children even though their children are asking them telling them how why and when to do these things they still aren't trying to do the best they can So I highlighted these points because 
I've often wondered, this has always have been like an underlying question for me. Why so many people accept that suffering is their birthright? I always wonder that. I always wonder why, why? Suffering, it hurts so much. It hurts your body. It hurts your mind. It hurts your spirit. It doesn't feel good to suffer. It just doesn't. So why, why when everything, your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, why when everything is saying this hurts, why do people stay in those places? Why do they, why are they trapped in cruelty? In the Clearest answer from yesterday is because they were taught to. Their parents taught them. Their parents taught them. And while we as society were excusing parents' behavior with phrases like they don't know any better, they have no resources, which if you are American, you do have access to uh, free public libraries or for the time they did their best, while we are excusing them of their aberrant behavior, their children are powerless, they're abused, they have to accept that suffering is their life, and the only thing they can do to get through this is endure and forgive. Parents who don't grow, who don't try, who don't listen to their children, when they say that this hurts me, when they do that, they create welcome mats for abusers. They create welcome mats for abusers. Of course, nobody deserves abuse. And I really believe that. Nobody deserves abuse And I 100% believe that nobody is destined for abuse. That is, I do not believe that. But when glaring, when that glaring red flag shows up, the child who has endured suffering, they do what they know best. And that is one, become powerless, because that's what their parents taught them. Stay powerless and forgive. The person who abuses you, the person who, who hurts you, okay, go to your tools, the tools that you learned during your childhood. Be powerless and forgive. So if they did this with their parents, why shouldn't they do that with others? Why shouldn't they give them the grace? Why shouldn't they give others the grace? Why? Why not? They did it with their parents. And their parents are the people who model the behavior of real life. So I guess I'm supposed to always feel pain. And whenever I feel pain, I guess I'm always supposed to become powerless and forgive. People believe that suffering is their birthright because for a long time, it was. That's the truth. And I think with that tweet, that is what the tweet was triggering. For a long time, suffering was their birthright, was theirs. They were in suffering for a long ass 
time and they cannot reconcile their love for their parents with the abuse that they have experienced. It's hard for them. So they'll rather give their parents more excuses and they, they would rather placate their parents than to be truthful about what they have experienced. These people, they have childhoods that were that they were suffering. So they expect, they walk into adulthood thinking that life is going to be that pain, suffering. They not only walk into life believing that, they expect it. They welcome it. They choose it. They know it. They love it. They take care of it. They become friends with it because that is what they know. And what they know is what their parents taught them in words and in actions. So I ask of us as a whole, as a society, why do we continue to protect this group? Which are, you know, this group is parents. Why do we continue to protect this group? Why do we continue to give them grace when they destroy children? Why should we be as forgiving as we are when they teach children, innocent children, that they deserve pain? Why should we take it easy on them? We should take it easy on them because parenting is hard? Well, if you read a book, you would know that. Why? We do children. I, I understand that parenting is hard and everybody wants to give parents grace and everybody wants to say well they didn't know and 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 they want to coddle parents but when you coddle parents and you don't hold them accountable and you're not strict on them about how they should treat children we end up unconsciously harming children we end up being a disservice to children when we lie to their parents about their behavior. Parents as a group need to know that their best is not good enough. And this is not in the hopes that they will be perfect because I understand and I know that no parent will ever be perfect. But they need to know that their best is not good enough and not in the hopes of they'll just be filled with guilt and shame. No, it don't, I don't care about the guilt and the shame. The hope is that they will stop abusing their children. That they will stop teaching their children in words and actions that they are supposed to suffer. When we condemn this group, I hope that the actions that they take is to be better for children's sake. Because there are too many people in this world who say as children their first taste of cruelty came from their parents. And there are more children in this world with this story than not. So why are we letting up on parents when this is the common thing amongst children? Why? Why do we continue to coddle them say oh well they tried they did they did well they didn't know any better even if you even if you are ignorant even if you are ignorant 
the children is still being impacted. So I don't feel bad by saying I cannot. I I understand you were ignorant, but you still hurt hurt this kid. You still hurt them. They're still damaged. So I will have to say that you didn't do a good job as a parent. And the reason can be because you're ignorant, but it is not the excuse. You can't excuse it and say, well, this is just what it was. No, that can be the reason. But the solution is to change that to be better. Suffering is not your birthright abused child. Suffering isn't what you are supposed to have. It is not supposed to be the majority of your life. It's not. It's not. You don't own suffering. You don't own it. So you don't have to hold on to it and keep it as if you do. You can let it go at any time and let it fester in the person who gave it to you. The person who tends to forget that they gave it to you. The person who tends to excuse their behavior as to why they gave it to them, to you. You can let them have it. Because they have not, they have not reconciled. They have not reconciled. They have made excuses for themselves, but they have not reconciled. And you can create a hard no and never deal with suffering again because peace is yours to have. Peace is yours to have. And you know why peace is yours to have? It's my favorite saying, because you exist. That's it. Anything good in life is yours to have because you, are, because you exist. That's it. That's it. You exist. You deserve it because you're here. You deserve it because you're breathing air. And if you have a hard time believing this, which a lot of people do, they have a hard time believing that the goodness in this world is theirs and they have it. They're supposed to have it without doing anything. And it's really hard for them to grasp the concept, which I understand why. It's hard for them to grasp the concept that you're not supposed to earn the best in life. When you think that you can't accept this, think about your suffering. Think about your suffering, and I'll further explain. When you look at your suffering, you did not do anything to deserve that suffering. And yet you got it. And you accepted it for what it was. Why can't the same logic that you apply to suffering, this, this, I'm going to accept this, just, this is mine. I just got it. I'm accepted. That same logic that you have, why can't you apply that to peace? Why can't you do nothing, receive it and accept it for what it is? Why can't that be applied to peace? You applied it to suffering. You can't apply that to peace. So accept peace.
Know that suffering is not yours. And on that note, take care. Bye. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.